Welcome to this brand new episode on Jay Queen's channel. Who is Jay Queen? Well, that's me, Ruhi. Thank you very much. And you might have heard other episodes on my channel called the Three Missing Headlines and also a few random episodes uh, in the first lockdown. But uh, today is a very special uh, episode where I will speak about how we need more independent media to cover more climate issues. And this is exactly why I have uh, invited today's guest, uh, Jacob Cherian. He lives in Kodaikanal and he's going to talk about a very interesting enterprise, which is the Kodai Chronicle, a local magazine based out of Kodaikanal, run by people of Kodaikanal. And uh, it's kind of like the opposite of three missing headlines because in Kodaikanal Chronicle, you don't have anything missing because people are actually contributing from the point of view of what's important to people of Kodaikanal, which uh, where biodiversity is one of the most important aspects. And this is exactly why independent media and locally owned publications are important. And it's also important to have smaller media, which has a very um, different style of editorial ethic. We've seen this time and again from uh, the mass media suffers with insane amount of problems around funding, uh, advertising, and obviously the agendas that come across and who owns it. And, you know, it's uh, extremely uh, closely linked with political ideologies. Um, And I will touch upon that uh, in my conversation with Jacob. So this is a very interesting conversation, especially because the Kodai Chronicle is running a campaign to support themselves on a crowdfunding platform. And while it might seem like, oh, you know, you're putting a fundraising pitch here, you know, with your podcast. Well, you, the, the truth is that great initiatives and in, whether they're from businesses or local enterprises or communities, they require all sorts of push and support from everybody else. And which is why I decided that um, it would be great to have this collaboration with the, the Kodai Chronicle and the team uh, who works so hard on editorial, who have been volunteers and now want to make it a sustainable model. So here it is, my conversation with uh, Jacob Chirin, who is one of the um, editors of Kodai Chronicle. Enjoy the show. Hi everyone, this is Ruhi, your host for J Queen's podcast and today we have a very special episode which is all in the line of climate, people, environment and also independent media. I have uh, Jacob with me here. Hi Jacob. Hey, hey Ruhi, thanks for having me and the team on this call. Absolutely, my pleasure. This is a very exciting topic for me and uh, as I mentioned that how much people, uh, you know, want to know about climate change, but they also want to know about very local issues. So I just want to quickly have your introduction. Who are you? What do you do? And then we'll get to the main topic of this podcast, which is the Kodai Chronicle. Cool. Um, yeah. First, let me just address something that you said. You know, when we heard the opportunity that we could be on your podcast, we jumped at it because, <laughs> you know, I know that you have that comms experience and you're so passionate as the climate babbler. So I, I was like, yes, we're definitely going <laughs> to do you. this because you, you will definitely have an audience who gets it and uh, why we do this and why we've done this for a year, almost borderline volunteering for it. So well, thank you for having us here. Most welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So introduction about myself. 
Uh, my name is Jacob Cherian, and I am representing the Kodak Chronicle, a mm -hmm. citizen-led publication, community-driven, and now community-funded uh, out of Kodak Canal. The publication is just under a year old. Last March, a WhatsApp group came together, and uh, it was uh, a lot of us being former journalists. Uh, the group was put together by our editor-in-chief, uh, Rajni George, and... Uh, and she's from Kodakanal. And she is, uh, well, uh, she's second generation Kodakanal. Her parents moved there when she was right. very young. Uh, yeah. So she's studied and raised there. So she is what holds the team together. Amazing. And quickly, I want to ask you about this. The tagline of the publication, it's called A Dispatch from the Western Ghats. I think it's, it's self-explanatory, but I think it has a nice ring to it because it's so local and it's about the biodiversity and how it's at the center of the, the magazine. Yes. Uh, so Kodikanal is a much smaller hill station than, uh, than a Shimla or uh, an Uti, right? It's much smaller. Mm. And mm. We have, and people who live there, we are very deeply entrenched with the, the wild. Uh, bison walking up to our front door, very common. Snakes <laughs> in our houses, also very common. Uh, everyone looks out for the flying squirrel and, um, you know, elephants are the big news and, you know, wow. you just have a community who's like, who's so passionate about having chosen a life in the hills, you know, because it's, uh, absolutely, it, it's not easy to live up there. We have hmm. a, share, a fair share for all the beauty. There's a fair share of challenges of living up there. Uh, at an altitude of over 2,000 meters for most of Kodekanal. Uh, yeah. And just to put that in context, that's about as high as Manali. Manali is also at a 2,000 meters above sea level. So it's right. pretty high, okay? But it's, no one expects that so deep down in uh, the south, you know, in, in the south of India. Uh, the yeah. western uh, Ghats have different ranges within it. And there's the Nilgiris, quite well known uh, for the Uti and Kunurs. Right, uh, but uh, further south is the Palmi Hills, where Kodekanal is, and uh, also it's known as one of the uh, biodiversity hotspots, uh, the Western Ghats, and it's got uh, snake species and bird species that are endemic, just to this radius of like fifty to hundred kilometers, right? Not just fifty to hundred, and not not just like. Uh, a radius it's also an altitude range like you'll see stories that we've written about by, by ornithologists uh, where there are birds which exist only within the altitude range of a thousand eight hundred meters and two thousand one hundred meters and that's that's it and wow. so there's, there's a very sensitive temperature range that they thrive in and, and, and which cannot be messed around with because which, if yeah. like our problem of climate change and changing weather patterns this can have a very serious impact on the local biodiversity and ecology. Absolutely. Uh, I, it's so sensitive. It's just that this little window, this little sweet spot that certain <laughs> species can exist in. Yeah. And it's like, we have to maintain that somehow. And yeah. how do we do that when we are part of like a global ecosystem, where, which is not all species that are so sensitive, right? Uh, whether it's the shield tails, or it's the birds that are just like it's this they just have this little window to live in and we are trying to go all out to protect that 
in, in playing by playing to our strengths, which is as writers, as designers, as photographers, how do we play to our right. strengths to hold the community together, to hold, which in turn holds the ecology together. So that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Jacob, for uh, giving us an overview about Kodak Canal and why um, the dispatch, uh, you know, from the Western Ghats uh, is extremely critical. But I want to ask you, which is beyond just like, you know, uh, basic information about the magazine that how in today's time we want to talk about independent media and local uh, communities uh, creating such spaces, especially publications. Uh, which are, uh, I, I believe there is a print edition as well, right? Of Kodai Chronicle. Yes, there is a print edition. It was uh, launched primarily to be a magazine. Uh, and we aim to put out six more editions in the coming year. Uh, yeah, so there's a digital edition, there's a print edition. And that's so amazing because in today's day and age when the print market uh, for publications is uh, phasing out very quickly, uh, I want to bring that focus back to, uh, you know, independent media, local communities, and why these stories are important when they're written from the people in the community and also running it like a business model, right? Like it's not, uh, you you didn't mention that people started volunteering for it, but can you tell us a little bit about how, um, you know, this vision uh, has come about and to make it more into a sustaining business model for the long term and not something that just, you know, people do and then it phases out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, you know, about a year ago, March 2021, um, uh, you know, we all came together, a bunch of former journalists, current journalists, uh, pro- teachers came together on a WhatsApp group to form this magazine. And we made friends and about two, three months later, we launched the first edition. Uh, and, uh, you know, there were stories that couldn't be told by any other publication. Mm. Uh, the biggest cities were the Madurai and Coimbatores of the world, which were all two hours to four hours away. Uh, and there were stories that are really, really important in Kore Canal. Uh, and uh, it's not just to us. It is truly important stories. Like the specific theme of the first edition was the waste management, which was about, it's about uh, a hill station which has the capacity of managing solid waste for 35,000 people, which hmm. is... Uh, resident base of the town, the municipality, but right. uh, the but but the the capacity because of tourism uh, more than doubles almost every weekend because it's because wow. of the influx of tourists double right? that's like and, so you're saying seventy thousand yeah. people will 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 come in and just like fill up uh, the hotels right and hmm. so we don't so the waste management system is not designed to host. Uh, that much uh, waste, right? Mm. It's not. <laughs> yeah. it, it's just not. It just can't carry that load, and so it's a broken system. And uh, and the waste, the dump itself was actually broken, and the wall, the retaining wall fell. It spilled into the forest. And now this is not a story that most publications would write because there's no real readership for it except for those thirty-five thousand people. Uh, right. You know, so we we had to really create our own platform to tell such a unique uh, story, uh, such a niche story, which uh, has cascading effects to the ecology and the people living in the town and down the hills, right? Because the water flows through that, and there's leachates going into the streams. So, 
right and, and if i if i may ask you say those stories yeah if i may ask you that how often any kodaikanal stories would get published in the other uh, town papers or uh, like and what angles they would be taking because you said there is a few like this coimbatore and madurai but would they actually talk about kodaikanal issues or was it just stuck to tourism and you know travel stories uh so uh, let me just add, so for instance now that you say it that only stories that have already proven their story worthiness mm. uh, seem to be getting syndicated to larger publications right so a right. really beautiful piece by one of uh, by our food editor in fact she wrote a, a, an environment story and she wrote a 5000 word piece on elephants and why they're being seen at higher altitudes than ever before right and it's hmm. a it's a really lovely piece it's about elephants in her backyard and she begins with this how she found elephants in her backyard and now you're seeing it at 2100 meters hmm. uh and how why is this dance a large piece and the mint lounge syndicated it so that was like a breakthrough for us like to see that story go from our little publication to there but it had to be the only reason that story could sort of find its way out into like a wider hmm. media is because there was a little platform uh in that hill station that first generated that story and then it, that story got pushed out or got it. or my own series of stories on waste management which just got published in the better india uh, but the only way it could done we could have done that was because there's this little platform that allowed us to write that story prove its worth and then will someone will syndicate it out so uh to answer your question no those stories would not have been written in the first place if we exactly. had invested local community to write that story yeah and which is which is why the model of this magazine makes it very unique right from this perspective like it's not just writing these stories but it's providing a platform to people from the town to express themselves uh on issues which are so central with people and environment yeah absolutely fantastic and so you yeah, you were saying uh, before i cut you in about the the genesis of the magazine and uh, and how it's going to be playing a very critical role in um talking about intersectional issues uh, so if you can tell us about the different segments that the magazine has like how do you guys do your buckets and what approach do you take on the editorial because this is a very unique format where environment is very central to your magazine usually environment comes as like a side beat right to magazines or newspapers or to publications and you know how it is right we've all worked in comms like oh this is the green news story you know or this is the green segment yeah, yeah. but this is this yeah. is the opposite yes absolutely so uh, you said right the environment and wildlife section is the largest a uh, segment in the publication and i'm proud and honored to be uh, the e- editor of that section uh, and i i can only do it with you know support from rajni and neha and all my teammates who can help me pull that out because it's really it it forms almost hmm. uh, it's it's the largest section and i can't put a number to it but the other community <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. The, the, yeah and then that's rare right like uh, because that but that is the biggest thing people talk about it's the most important thing and we are so yeah. immersed in it in yeah. Kodaikanal where bisons come to our door and snakes come to our rooms <laughs> it's just like <laughs> life there. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then you were highlighting about community and other uh, yes. uh, segments so this community yeah community is uh, uh, is a is is a section 
uh, which you know it talks about local uh, issues, very specific local issues. I think some of the notable stories are like you know which you'd never find anywhere else. It's hard to find anywhere else. Is like you know we wrote a story about. Uh, uh, the Adivasi community and how the pandemic affected them, and it was written by an Adivasi, originally written in Tamil and then translated to English. Uh, uh, you know, there's two stories about local ind- indigenous uh, species of garlic, banana, or like uh, imported varieties of tree t- tomatoes, which landed up here mm. over a hundred years ago, Peru. You know, there are stories like that. Which mm. who's writing these stories? Uh, yeah, you know, cu- culture. You know, books because big reading reading community up there. A lot of artists up there. We have musicians. We have a rapper, a homegrown rapper that's emerged uh, out of Kodaikanal with Irfana. Uh, yeah, we had a strong children section, uh, wow. which was fun, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is fun, and uh, illustrated essays, opinion pieces, and of course, then there's the hyper local news of like around town. You know, it's just like features around of. Kodekanal is full of got full of wacky cat is full of wacky ca- characters, and <laughs> very interesting personalities uh, who we adore, and so it's a lot of profiles around for people around town, you know the restaurants, uh, things like that. Just the, there's some fun reading there. Yeah. And uh, Kodekanal is big on nostalgia. You know, there's this there's this community that has grown up there, and then they've left mm. the world. And they are actually in very significant positions around the world, and they there's a readership there about just you know reading about uh, their school days and the lake and uh, the animals and things like that. So that's that's a large right. part of the And then finally is environment, which I've already talked about. Yeah. So it, it's very interesting, right? Like when you said nostalgia. Uh, so there are two things I'll, I want to ask you. One is about nostalgia, and then how. A lot of our memories, uh, our spaces growing up, uh, you know, in childhood and adolescence are very highly linked with open spaces, right? Especially forests, lakes, rivers, um, uh, whatever you just mentioned. And even that itself, in it's not an environment story, right? But nostalgia holds high in terms of how things were and how things are right now because of how things are changing, right? With global warming and uh you know climate impact in kodai canal so while it's not an outrightly environment story i consider nostalgia uh, around memory and uh, you know how the past was as a very strong link to what like you know you know what i mean like for the past to the present and what we hope yeah. to do in future right yeah it's like our benchmark of happiness exactly you know, our, uh, yeah like our benchmark of happiness like i've heard like the story uh people working deep in conservation about like what they want to return their lands to what it was like when they were childhoods and that that benchmark of nostalgia is, is actually very important conservation because in especially at our age like literally 30 years ago like things were so hmm. different also uh you know yeah. uh, and uh even if we were to just benchmark our memories of just 25 30 years ago it's a huge difference yeah. and it, can yeah. we at least get back there can we get back yeah. there can we do work to bring back it you know and that memory exists as you said in the spaces of our mind and that nostalgia sort of guides us to do the work we do that's that's true absolutely because um it's like you know in a lot of places now where there's water scarcity around the world uh people have expressed that how these places like dried riverbeds or lakes used to be their haunts in summers right and now those places don't exist anymore 
so it tells you a stark reality of how things are changing but also a good reminder that how much can we we need to work towards right as like the movement the communities and also like advocate to newer audiences and newer people um and not just fill it with like i mean you know like the doom narrative which i find very problematic to constantly say that things are going to end and nothing's going to happen we are way past the point right yeah yeah i know there are people who believe that history happens to them and there are people who believe that they can contribute to history and i believe that the team at the code chronicle and conservationists in general are people who believe that this all these efforts we are putting in are worth it and we are Absolutely. not going to back down yeah no. makes sense and the other segment i want to ask about community because you mentioned that is very they're very interesting people who live in the uh, that in in kodaikanal that does it also become like a place uh, the publication where you know things are not necessarily announcements but like things are broadcasted is does it become a, that sort of space but you also have an instagram handle and so like it's all integrated right uh it is integrated i mean the the community stories uh are some of the best performing stories because uh they you know there are stories about uh about uh people who you know the the favorite bakery right like you know the the, right. hotel, the hotel industry these are things that people connect with uh uh yeah so you know community and uh, we've covered you know issues on health and uh, local industry things like that which are deeply integral to the the population but really not too many people else beyond that you know and uh, but but uh, it's necessary it's, right like we want to talk about local and, businesses yeah, and, exactly and that is so important right like how does kodikanal's hotels manage their waste right this is such a important story that needs to be told but we can't get a publication like 3 hmm. hours away based 5 hours away to write about it so we need to tell these stories ourselves are also stories of change where where hotels or uh, businesses are going sustainable but nobody wants to highlight that positive change right because that's also necessary that when people are leading and they are making the effort they should also be acknowledged and recognized it is true uh, like the our waste management stories like like you just mentioned uh took lessons we learned from missouri panchgani great examples of communities coming mm. together to sort out their waste issues uh and we we brought those learnings together so yes people who are doing good work need to be recognized and appreciated uh because scandal too often makes headlines and celebrations <laughs> yeah. of good work doesn't be, find yeah. find their place in the sun here yeah. Yeah yeah i mean it's uh, again the same thing right like it's easier to sell the doom and the the sensationalist uh, like pegs and narratives but um yes. yeah and and then just sort of um because you know tell us about like uh, what is the the ongoing situation with the sustaining uh, the publication and what what efforts is your team making in terms of the the fundraiser and the fu- crowdfunding platform yeah cool uh thanks for that question and thanks for helping us tell the story at this point as well um so we've been working at this for almost a year on and i say borderline volunteers because it's it's a nominal stipend that uh, is being paid and we appreciate that and value that uh but there's only so much that that can power the the, the publication so we've had to be really strategic we spent the first year really developing proof of concept 
we put mm. out four very strong editions very strong content uh and you know we've gotten validation from some well known people uh in the conservation space and we're grateful for that uh but now it's like can the publication take on a life of its own and we need some very specific skill sets on the team to make that happen like a sales person someone who could sell advertising or can sell subscriptions or write for grants right these are the kinds of uh, sources yeah. of uh funds that could infuse energy into a publication like this which and also the funds will also be used to uh build a local reporting team right uh, right so there's also skill and, and capacity building yes there is definitely that uh we need uh we need to print the next six editions which is like to print because in many ways kodikanal is very old school uh, you know we saw that people didn't really take us seriously as a digital publication till they saw mm. a print magazine and they're like mm. oh, okay this is real <laughs> oh wait my restaurant my hotel is mentioned here oh this is real and people sat up and took notice and i remember in the early days people were on the group or uh, uh, the whatsapp group for the kodi chronicle and as soon as they heard that we don't have the money to make a print edition people just started dropping out of the group they're like oh this is just not the blog and we yeah. really had to fight that notion you know and a big shout out to rajni who really held the team together you know pulled together the funds uh and um, you know she powered it um um like she's a force of nature truly and it's amazing um, yeah yeah and um we have shown proof of concept now okay uh, and now we're taking this to the world and say see we're doing the work there are stories to be told there are changes that are happening you know like there's a waste management community committee that has come together in kodaikanal after a series of almost 10 stories were translated to tamil you know english uh, and it's it clearly inspired people to come together and do something we brought together activists from across generations you know you have 60 year olds down to 18 year olds on that group all working together to the common core goal of sorting out our waste management system so that's like real world impact that's come from this proof of concept but now we need money to for this to take a life of its own so uh that's where we are at we uh, our a minimum target is 15 lakh rupees and uh that will help us do a bunch of things like i said you know hire a sales person uh it will help us uh you know print six editions across the right. year uh we can pay staff closer to industry standards you know that's like actually a really important one because uh, some people do it happily as volunteers but some people are like no this is this is a really large part of my life and it's it's also a source of income and and why should not uh, people so be paid appropriately for the labor and time they put in right absolutely. so absolutely yeah. yeah there's only yeah. so much that passion will run uh, but at the end of it it needs to be a self self sustaining model uh, yeah. yeah so you know upping upping fees to like industry standards is like high up there and then finally we want to just pay contributors right there are people who are very willing to write for free but uh, at some point you know we don't feel right uh, doing yeah. that and how do you pay them closer to industry standards and be a be a place that writers want to write for and aspire to write for and that's really yeah, yeah. It, this so is these are this... the different tiers of what you're going to do with that money 
that's amazing and uh, where can we find the uh, the crowdfunding platform it's it's on the instagram page of code chronicle right yes it's the code chronicle on most social media and it's code chronicle on twitter because of character limit uh, the crowdfunding campaign is at fund.thecodechronicle.com and uh, people can donate at different slabs there are rewards there are t-shirts and mugs and tote bags that can be won uh yeah and but this week's a very special week uh up till the 20th of february uh which may be too soon also but uh, we have a donor who stepped up and said that they will match every rupee for rupee for people who donate so that's wow that's amazing for us <laughs> yeah so if you put yeah. in 1000 rupees this person's going to put in 1000 rupees so your donation's going up to 2000 if you put in 1 lakh it goes up to 2 lakh so that's so please people yeah your money is worth twice as much for the next 5 days <laughs> yeah <laughs> makes sense but i i have a question which is uh, something that i've uh, been meaning to ask you that why should people who are not from kodak and all donate to this great question so um so there are circles of influence right there's initially like there's a core community of uh kodak and all where there's a direct cost you know benefit right they put in something they yeah. get something back uh then slightly around that other people in the dindigal area that's like the next uh circle of influence where these people are going to be affected by the water the wildlife you know all of it is right it does trickle down to them literally right it does trickle down to them and uh, you know further outwards you go slightly or it's it's the tourism it's the people who come to kodaikanal for its beauty for its mushrooms for its wildlife for its forests uh you know and that spiral starts widening about like people have different reasons to come to kodekana but now you, you you go out and you know bitu sagal you know from uh, sanctuary he said it really beautifully he said it's not about kodekana it's about everything within a 500 to 1000 km radius around it as well with that right. we get affected if the western guards uh is left uh, uncared for uh, you know without like Uh, a watchdog of some sort to take you know to to oversee it and to tell the stories and to escalate issues without that it's it's a radius of 500000 km and that that we're talking you know that, that's far reaching consequences uh that is that and, is true yeah yeah and and finally it's like it's the issues of the mountains hmm. that are very unique to mountains you know in the course of like reporting for stories you know there were things that we learned like uh there was a municipality uh there was a district collector who said that waste management budgets need to be at 25% of municipal budgets and not at the current 5% because in the plains it's a 5% allocation but in the in and and they just replicate that that mathematics to the hills and but that doesn't make case. any you sense need, <laughs> yeah you need you need a you need a separate model for uh, uh for budgeting in the hills and that is something that only came out because of these conversations you you wouldn't find that information anywhere else except for converse except for like personal conversations and niche publications like this so now when we pull that information out from a very specific conversation now that is information to take to any of the hill stations around india right that that's right. that's learning so uh yeah. it's, it's it's a dispatch the mountains for other mountains mountain living yeah and i think i want to just add to this that this could be i mean maybe it's happening in many other uh, hill stations uh, and obviously we don't know uh, we don't get so much of like regional and local news being in uh, cities but 
uh, it could be a great blueprint for independent media publications to run in other uh, spaces, right? In other hill stations. Um, it's possible that you might get like, you know, people who come and ask you, the, how do you do this? Because um, the main challenge is how do you uh, not just start, starting is possible, but to sustain it, to have that sort of like resourcing uh, the teams and the ethics uh, behind the publication. That's the biggest challenge, right? Because like we know, we and I spoke of the mass media influence and there's a very famous uh, political theorist called Noam Chomsky who's spoken about things like ownership, advertising, and how um, the mass media is also influencing people in understanding who, uh, you know, who's for you, who's against you, and the kind of um, flack people get uh, for speaking up on issues, especially around environment and people's rights. So I think independent media and publication like yours the, uh, and your team's Codec Chronicle very successfully beat all of those mass media filters because local media will uh, don't won't have those challenges of advertising and revenue uh, on such a scale like the uh, you know for example like Codec Chronicle yeah yeah no I'm glad you recognize that you know and we like you know journalists that would Joined out of the Asian College of Journalism, also you know we're big fans of Chomsky <laughs> and his work, you know. Uh, but you know, also to be very honest, Rui, it's, I think it's also too soon to say, and we really need to see the community coming together to support this publication before. Absolutely. At sometimes we succumb to the pressure of having to pay bills and make a desperate choice, and which I hope we never come to having to do that. Uh, and it's also partly. It's likely we'd never get to that because it's the way like the organization is structured. It's structured in the trust model yes. versus a business. It's not a registered, a private limited, right? So and that, that's an important difference actually uh, that yeah. helps in transparency and slight independence from uh, uh, business pressures as such. No, I agree. Uh, and and, and yeah. also I would like to add that the trial is necessary. How it goes, of course, you know, like uh, we, we all hope that this will flourish. And I think it's important to come up with these new ideas and solutions which are driven by the community, right? Because otherwise, it's just trying to find solutions that don't work for a particular place or a particular community. And especially when we're talking about a place like Kodai Canal, which has tourism, indigenous communities, local, uh, you know, second, third, first generation of people who've moved there. So there's like a big mix, right? So... Um, yeah, and, and from whatever you have said, uh, you know, highlighting the stories and the sections, uh, it seems that the Kodak Chronicle will be a space to, you know, share more and learn from each other within the community. And these spaces are really critical uh, in today's world. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you acknowledged that. Thank you for that. No, definitely. Thank you for uh, coming here and talking about this beautiful um, concept, the Kodak Chronicle. And I encourage everyone to go check them out on social media, find the, um, you know, the, the different uh, call to actions and please uh, go and check out the website, the Instagram, Twitter and see where you can help and support uh, the, uh, the, the entire Kodai Chronicle team. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Jacob, and uh, wishing you all the very best for, um, yeah. you know, the next few months. Thank you so much, Ruhi. I really appreciate that. Uh, thanks, Ruhi, for having having me on here. I'm just a representative of the Kodi Chronicle and the founding team. 
and I'm going to do my best. They're really neck deep in the crowdfunding campaign right now. So I'm going to try to get uh, a, a voice bite from Rajni or Atika, the trustee of the organization. As it turns out, Rajni was able to send us a really nice voice clip about what is happening with Good Egg Chronicle and what is the community trying to do. So here's a few little snippets from her voice clip. My message to the world as the editor-in-chief of the Cody Chronicle is that it's possible to tell big stories from small towns. I think when we started the Chronicle last May, we didn't know what we were doing really. What we were you know, reacting to was part of the second wave, was part of just being together as a community in the middle of this worldwide event. Also a part of realizing what was important and what matters. And I think as someone who grew up in Kodeknal, it's, you know, it became more and more clear to me that, you know, being in this town, in, in one of the four biodiversity hotspots in India, these are IUCN designated bi biodiversity hotspots. And it, as part of the Western Ghats, where, you know, a vital part of this vault of biodiversity. So for me, I think what was really important was realizing that here was a small town and like all small town kids, I've spent part of my life running away from the small town while really loving it and, you know, wanting to go back to it, trying to figure out how to be there and also, you know, be out in the world and, uh, and, and you know, part of that larger narrative. I think right now for us as a team and for as a publication, you know, this is a breakthrough moment where we're connecting to a wider audience and where we've got, you know, enough funding coming together, hopefully by the 28th to keep going for the rest of the year and to become independent. And I think uh, what's really important for us now is that we're, you know, becoming a grown up full fledged publication. So, yes, I love what I'm doing because uh, the issue of corporate control doesn't come in, it's independent, it's creative. My day job is uh, also rewarding. I work with a non-profit and it's based in Thailand. It's, uh, I work in climate change adaptation in the communication section of it. And it's also rewarding. I'm, I'm uh, part of a larger system there, whereas here as a volunteer, I'm you know putting this together, working with a team and in our spare time, you know, just doing our best to put out these issues every two months and also to, you know, create awareness in the community, to reach out to the community. So it's really challenging, but also just um, so much fun, so rewarding and so exciting. Thank you, Rajni, for telling us about the magazine and your experience. And uh, truly, we can hear the passion across uh, and uh, why you're doing it and why is the community doing it. And here are the social handles of the magazine again from Jacob. The website is thecodychronicle.com. Uh, the Instagram and Facebook is at thecodychronicle. Twitter is codechronicle. And uh, the fundraising page is fund.thecodychronicle.com. So thecodychronicle, you should find all of it. Awesome. Thanks. I will anyways uh, link up the social media profiles uh, in the bio and description. And uh, good luck. And uh, thanks for the conversation. Thank you for having me on, Ruhi. All the best. So, folks, that's it for today's episode. And uh, please leave your feedback on uh, my Twitter. That's at Ruhi. Or you can also send me a DM on Instagram. That's R-U-H-E-Y underscore Climate Babbler. I'll be back with some more interesting episodes soon. So, take care. Bye-bye.